The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. That's right, we're back. We're back. We're bigger. We're better. No, we're probably about the same. But anyway, there's news. There's things going on here. And we got to get to business right here on show 306. Well, it's been some time since we had a show, and there's been things going down in the NFL. Yes, there's been wife beatings, spousal abuse, some rapes. Yes, there's even been a couple of stabbings, actually, this week. But there really hasn't been any news about football. No, no news. Actually, is good news for this Raider fan. We'll get into that on this show. As a matter of fact, we're going to tell you what's on the show right now. All right, Reddit Nation, on today's show, we will have new name, same place. Whatever you want to say, the Oakland Coliseum will always be regarded as the Coliseum, but we got a new name, and connected with this story is, of course, a fresh and totally clean, well, not so clean, asshole of the week. I can't wait to read this article to you. You guys are going to love it. (laughs) And next on the agenda is the NFL lockout or not. Pretty ballsy for the NFL to disregard the order of a female judge. We'll hit on that for sure. We can talk about the draft or no draft. Well, it's been a funky offseason, to say the least. And for a lot of Raider fans and football fans in general, the draft has kind of been a, well, kind of a popcorn fart, to coin a phrase. (laughs) It's got no substance, man. There's nothing to it because there's been no buildup, really. Uh, There's no football. Everything is nebulous, kind of hanging out in the air. And it's no fun to have that going on when you're trying to think about making your team better. We'll get into that story when we do. And the bone line. That's right, it's still here. And there are people still calling, believe it or not. And that'll do our show. So without any further ado, let's rock on to the first story of the day. What's your name? I have seen you before. What's your name? In an effort to raise much needed cash, the Alameda County Coliseum Authority, (laughs) that's a lot of words, put the name of the Oakland Coliseum out for bid, and yes, Overstock.com Got it. They got it, and they got it for six years, worth about $7.2 million. That's because there's going to be a big O on the Coliseum wall for six seasons. Look, we've had McAfee Coliseum. We've had a bunch of other names, too, and they're just helping the bottom line, folks. Everyone seems to have their pennies in a bunch, and I don't mean Raider fans, because all of us, everyone who goes there, Shit, everybody who watches the games from anywhere in the world will always call it the Coliseum because that's what it is, that's what it looks like, and that's what it'll always be no matter what sign they put on the outside of the frickin' building. 
But it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, man. It could be any name. Imagine the company names that could be on there. You could have the Summer's Eve Coliseum. <laughs> A brand of female uh, personal products. <laughs> be funny. <laughs> Imagine what the press would have to say about that. Or, hey, about Trojan Coliseum. That makes sense. I don't know why the condominium company didn't get in there first and outscoop overstock.com. Hey, listen, you could call it whatever you want. I call it home. I call it the home of the Oakland Raiders. I love it. I also call it the penitentiary of the NFL. I love that, too, because I love the fans who show up in that damn place. Best damn fans in all sports. I'll say it till the end, folks, because the Raider Nation is just that. It's a nation of fans that go beyond the average fan. That's right. And you got to love that. And on this note, this punk-ass biatch. I'm going to lead into this story. The asshole of the week. That would be him. And his name would be? And that would be the sports writer for YahooSports.com. The great, not so great, asshole of the week, Chris Chase. Come on, Chris. And for your lovely article entitled, The Oakland Raiders Get a New Name, Ridiculous Stadium Name. Oh, please. And he goes on to talk about how the other buffoons in the NFL had names like Landshark Stadium and KFC Yummy Center. And then he goes to bash the Oakland Raiders for making $7.2 million over six years for naming the Coliseum Overstock.com. Or what they'll call it is the Big O, and that's what they'll call it. And, you know, it's funny because I never care what the sign says on it because it's always going to be, to me, the home of the Raiders, the Oakland Coliseum, where the Raider Nation comes. That's what I'm talking about. And this buffoon talks about Overstock.com. Coliseum? Overstock tickets, that is. Yeah, I see the connection. What a geek. He goes on to say, don't get used to it yet. He describes the big O. He makes a couple other snide remarks. And then (laughs) he has to say, Overstock boasts that it offers a wide variety of high-quality brand-name merchandise at discount prices. He goes on to say, that's a good fit for the Raiders, who offer a wide variety of low-quality play at high prices. Wow. This part of the article is the most insulting to me as a Raider fan and a sports fan, for that matter. This numbskull, idiot, and for sure asshole of the week had the gall to write this in this stupid article that he, well, thought was witty. The whole naming deal may be a gross miscalculation by Overstock.com as it proposes that the Raiders and fans even know how to use the internet and or even have a credit card. The biggest obstacle will be getting past the prison's web filters. Now, that's a real nice thing to say about a bunch of, well, moms, dads, doctors, lawyers, uh, prison guards, prisoners, uh, fans of all shapes, sizes, ethnicities, 
and probably the most diverse fan base of any stadium in the entire 32-team NFL. Well, Mr. Chase, you are just one big, pulsating, drooling asshole. And all your friends are assholes because you've known them your whole life. And somebody told me What a buffoon. Our next story is very near and dear to the Oakland Raider fan. (laughs) Not really. It's the NFL lockout. Something you really want to think about, huh? That's a bullshit. Well, it gets even weirder now. If you Let me say the NFL worked so hard for so many years to make this game a year round event. Think about it. Do you remember? You got to remember all the off season summers where there was absolutely no football news. You had to scrape to find out what was going on. And there were a lot of surprises back then. And it's developed itself into this year round, 365 days a week. Situation where you can analyze your team, you can find out what's going on, the moves they're making, the moves they're not making, and it's been pretty doggone entertaining, and they've done a pretty good job of doing so until this year. All that work that went into getting fans engaged in the offseason is going to go right down the crap boy, because fans are going to say, fuck this, I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't, they're doing it now. And I'll tell you this, why I, I talk about the draft and nobody gives a rat's ass, honestly. And I think that's, that's pretty sad when just last year it was a focal point of insane interest. And this year it is like a popcorn fart. <laughs> I'm telling you, no substance, even though it's ever so important. Listen, it's very important we get this draft thing done. But before we do that, man, that's the next story. Let's just talk about this stupid lockout, man. Here we are. So the Judge Judy, (laughs) that's what I want to call her because I love her. Judge Judy said, hey, NFL owners, you got to open up those dolls. You got to open up now, okay? So the NFL, with their tail between their legs, ran home. Actually, their attorneys ran home to daddy 
and explained the bad news. And like pouting children, they came up with a way to stop this insanity. Let's stop the players that we have to have in shape for football that's going to happen next year regardless, not work out and get stretched and get rubbed and get the medicine they need, get the attention they need, and at the very least get a fucking playbook. No, we're not going to do that because there are bigger and better things going on here, which is our fucking greed. Excuse my language. But listen, the lockout was busted. Judge Judy said, hey, man, you can't do it. And so they said, okay, we'll open the doors. And we'll even have some complimentary coffee and tea, perhaps. But you ain't going to do anything other than just sit there. No film, no weights, nothing but a open-the-door policy. Well, there you go. Do you think Judge Judy is going to take kindly to that kind of crap? I loved it so much watching Jerry Jones explain why he refused to let his players use the weight room. The only team in the NFL that let their players use the weight room were the Giants. The Giants, the New York Giants said, come on in, man. Let's get to business. And then the NFL put the, put the kibosh. The other owners, you know, gave them the, the bomb, the stink eye, the snake eye, the fish eye. And so they had to shut their weight, weight room down. You know, I don't get it. <laughs> but I get this shit, man. If I was in front of Judge Judy and I said, well, you know what? I think I'll obey part of what your ruling is. What do you think she'd say? Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. She'd say, excuse me, Mr. NFL, Mr. Jones. Well, listen here. You don't want to comply with my court order, which directly ordered you to open up the doors. That means you're open for business. That means the reason I had you open the doors was so these men could prepare for the season and their livelihood. You have once again stifled an order of mine, and you're going to pay, Padna. I have no doubt that the ruling in this case will not only mean that the NFL will be slapped across the hand, but they're going to have to pay some big-ass money because of their buffoonery and their huge, huge egos. The lockout is a joke. We all know it's a joke. And it's a power struggle uh, from the, actually the working guy to the ownership. And I know there's guys out there that disagree with me, Chris. <laughs> there's a couple guys out there that don't agree with the working guy. That's perfectly okay. But that's my opinion. And I'm sticking on to it. The lockout does a lot of things, man. It keeps free agency from happening. So here's usually, this is why they have free agency first in the NFL. So you can get all the players you need from other teams, guys that have been released. You, you do what you got to do. And then during the draft, you know where you have to kind of lean towards what players you really want to get. Now, Everyone's talking about this year, I'm going to get the best player at the position, which should be the case because that's what I always say. I don't care what it is. But some teams need some players. Let's just not beat around the bush here. Some teams absolutely have to have a quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Without a free agency and knowing the quarterbacks you could get out there, you cannot take a chance on not getting a quarterback in this draft. You have to go all out, spend more money, 
and risk even more stupid ownership <laughs> to get a guy that might not work out, Jamarcus. I hate to say that name. It is brought up every freaking day on the draft. <laughs> you got to look at that motherfucker's face. Ugh! I hate that guy. Poster child. The reason we need a salary cap in the draft. But, hey, listen. I'm just telling you that that the free agency, and that's now the free agency, the free agents are all sitting back. Namdi, he's sitting back. He's saying, okay, look, all these teams that need a cornerback, they're all going to try to get the best one they can, and there's going to be a lot of teams that can't get what they need. And those free agents, they're going to make a ton of money too. So you're paying more for the draft. You're paying more free agents. What a genius move by the NFL. Genius. (laughs) This prompts another thought. When will the Raiders sign key players? When will they sign Miller? You know, I mean, I don't believe that they haven't signed him, but I, I can just imagine every team in the NFL has a lot of free agents that they don't want to sign yet because they don't want to pay these guys. But it's got to come to a, a day when we're going to see about 200 free agent signings in one day because that'll be the day it opens up. And I'm telling you, if you're waiting for things to happen, then you're going to lose out on what you need. And if I, I the Raiders better be ready to pull a trigger on key players on this team, I'm telling you right now. Bush, I'm not screwing around, man. You better keep him. Miller, I mean, there is a lot at stake here this season. We have a chance to do something that a lot of teams aren't going to be able to do because of this fucked up season, and that's make it to a championship. We have a core team that knows the plays. We have a new coach, but the same system. We're going places. We got talent, and it knows how to play together, which is a great combination. So we will play football. There's 9 billion reasons why. And if they're stupid enough to leave $9 billion behind, well, all I got to say is in their face, man, because I'm going to be doing something else this winter. I don't know what, but I'll be doing something else besides football. And, uh, well, they don't want that to happen, and I don't think they're going to. And so that's what I think is going on here. Now, there's a ruling that's going to come down even today, okay, which is uh, today is Wednesday. So a ruling could come down today. They appealed the, the ruling on the uh, on the lockout, um, lockout, lockout, <laughs> the knockout, lockout. <laughs> they appealed the ruling, and the appeal decision should be any day. So... This could all be mute, man. We could be watching our players on the field, doing their thing. I'm hoping that the judges get a clue of what's at stake here and uh, feel a need for speed to make a right decision and get this teams, get these teams in the NFL to work. And that's what I think we got to get doing, and I think the judge is going to do it because Judge Judy ain't going to be happy with Jerry Jones and the rest of those owners, I can tell you right now. And I would love it if she was part of that program. It would be great. But I'm going to call her Judge Judy because I like her. That's all I got to say. And that is all I have to say about the NFL lockout so far. More to follow for show.
Well, Raider Nation, we're hours away from the 2011 NFL Draft. And the Raiders select, well, I'm going to tell you who I think they're going to select, but like everybody else, I don't have a clue in the second round. In the NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select, 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 select. select. You know, like I was saying earlier, it's a shame, man, that this draft has been muffled by this horseshit lockout. It's a shame that the passion of the NFL that was taking such great leaps and strides through the last years has been stifled by the buffoonery of the owners of the NFL. I can't believe it, but I got to go with it. In the draft, it's coming. Come hell or high water, it's coming. Funny thing is, the NFL is promoting it like there's nothing going on. It's like your parents are getting divorced, but let's not talk about it. <laughs> that is exactly what it's like. You know, we're not going to look at the 900-pound grill in the room because uh, we don't want to see it. We want everyone to look this way. It's like a circus. And that's what the NFL is behaving like. It's like a freaking circus. All the fanfare. I feel bad for the players that are being drafted this year, man. What a bummer to work your whole life, man. Your whole life to make it to the show. This is your chance to shine. This is your chance to have that party, to have those friends over. I mean, this is this is your coming out. This is where you get your chance to play the game at the highest level possible. And this is what you come out to? I mean, come on, man. And as far as players staying away from this, I said bullshit. If you work that hard to get to the draft and you're drafted by one of the teams in the top first round, second round, you better have your ass there because that's the chance you're gonna, only chance you're going to get to grab your hat and your jersey and get on to work if that happens. So forget that stuff. I'm telling you, the Raiders are looking good without the draft, even though I know we need it. I know we're going to look for it. I certainly know that we're going to have to have some people to refresh our team after free agency. But I know we have a good young football team. That is a great advantage in these days and times. Like I'm telling you, man, this is a great chance for us to make a move to a championship. Okay, so the first player in the draft that I think we might be going after, and I have no clue. This is just from other people. Because honestly, I can't find a lot of interest in looking at these guys. Now, the Virginia Raider, the Virginia Raider, he came up on the forum with some great stuff. I mean, he is the draft guru of our entire site. I like his takes. I like what he says. And what he says makes a lot of sense. So, um, but you just never know who we're going to take. I have no idea. Nobody does. <laughs> you know who does? Hugh Jackson does, Al Davis does, and maybe a select few others. But that's about it. So let's just see who might be there. I'm going to throw some names out in the order they go in. I don't know. Perhaps might happen. So the name that keeps rising to the top is Steven Wasniewski because his dad is the O-line coach here in the Raiders. And, you know, he was a great player, a dirty player. And I loved him, <laughs> as you should have too, because he was a great player. And I hope we pick him up. But people are saying this Marcus Cannon from TCU could work in the guard position. Or, you know, it's hard to say to take over Robert Gattery's spot 
or perhaps Langston Walker because he's he's getting kind of old. You know, I don't know. I mean, and then we have uh, Dante Mooch, outside linebacker out of Nevada. Now, I don't know if he's going to go in the third round. You know, I, I think we we really have to take the best player there. If he's the one available, maybe so. I sure like this kid Powell, Gerald Powell. He's a nose tackle from Mississippi. I think he knows how to play. I think he knows how to play hard. And we need a big-time nose tackle in this uh, this team of ours because we really don't have a guy that this big, six foot two, three thirty-five. 335. He's got the power, he's got the quickness, and he knows what to do, and he's a guy that could come in right now and start playing this season. And that's the kind of player you want. Defensive t- nose tackle, man. This guy's going to stop some runs. He's a big guy that's quick and strong, long arms. I hope we get him. I don't know where, but I hope we pick him up. I think it'll be a good move. Another name that's come is a guy from, well, Division Two. And Brandon Fusco, he's a center. Now, he's from Slippery Rock and not a big time school, but listen to this, man. The guy's six foot four, 316 pounds, and he won the Upshaw Award for the best D Division II lineman. That says a whole lot. That means he could have even been a starter in a Division I team if he had a shot. So, this guy, man, he's another guy like Valdir. A diamond in the rough, we could get him, and it could be a good deal. We're talking cornerbacks. All the good cornerbacks are going to be gone, man, in the first round. That I guarantee. It's a really prized possession, and with today's pass-happy league, the good ones go quick. There's this guy named Buster Strink. (laughs) Skyry, excuse me. I'm terrible at names. From Chattanooga, 5'10", 190. His height scares me, but he does have very long arms, and he probably has a pretty damn good vertical jump. But the thing here, I guarantee you will pick him because he has a 42940. That's why. He's a fast guy, but he's a little bit on the short side, and that concerns me with the the big guys in uh, the, the big wide receivers that seem to be the prototype guys that are coming out of college, these guys. Okay, here's another one. Tight end Charlie Gant from Michigan State. 6'4", 255. If Miller doesn't get picked up again, I think maybe they wouldn't do it. The only reason they don't think they're going to pick up Miller is because of injuries. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I sure like that Miller kid, though. But this guy could take his place. Uh, Not really, I don't think. But perhaps, you never know. Because, he, got, you know, Miller came in and made an impact right away. Now, they're saying that the Raiders are going to pick up a quarterback. Pat Devlin, quarterback out of Delaware, 6'3", 225. And, you know, the Raiders really need a quarterback. I don't know if this draft is the draft to get a quarterback. But, you know, every draft has a 50%, over 50% failure rate of even someone staying in the year the league for more than a year. That's crazy when you're talking about the money that's spent. Now, <laughs> I don't know why we kept Kyle Broler. I can only think that Al Davis likes his mom. I don't know why. But we got Kyle Bowler at our number two spot behind Campbell. 6'3", 
I'm not happy with that. The guy's a shitty quarterback. He's got all the talents, but he has no <laughs> no ability, I guess. I don't know. The guy can't throw a ball to our his own receiver to save his life. He is a virtual interception machine. So, listen, those are the word, the names I'm putting out there. Who knows what's going to happen? I know one thing, that I want this fucking strike to end right away so we can get these kids on the field, get them a playbook, and get them to work. I'd like to see our team go to work. We're going to be on NFL Films this year, people. We need to have this season go. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> what can I say? I don't know who we're going to draft. I just hope we have a draft like we had last season. A lot of good players. A lot of players that came in and made an impact right away, like a Lamar Houston. Hey, and, and by the way, let me just say this right now before I even go any further. Anybody who thinks that Richard Seymour was not worth a first-round pick, which would have been the 17th in the first round, I'm telling you right now, you're full of shit. Richard Seymour is the man. He has not only the credentials, but he brings with him a wealth of wisdom, and he brings with him an attitude that you can see on the field. This guy, I was not sure if he was going to be a Raider. I wasn't even sure if he wanted to be a Raider. I am positive that he is Raider Nation through and through, man, because he plays like a Raider, and he makes the other guys on the team play even better. So much worth a guess at number 17, and you know how that is. And that's even a guess to have a guy that's halfway decent, not a Pro Bowl, probably a Hall of Famer. Check it out. Okay, so I'm thinking really, uh, honestly, I got to say at the end of this thing, I think we're going to go for a cornerback or a defensive back for sure right away. Uh, that's what I think we're going to do, even though we need something else. I just think that's where Davis is heading. That's what he wants to do. If Namdi leaves, I guarantee you we're going to be reaching because we reached for like 10 years for defensive backs till we got Namdi. And if they let him go, well, shit, I will be looking 10 more years. Okay, Raider Nation, not to feel bad because it's only going to make our team better. We got to keep the guys we got, though, and that is for show. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, it's time for the bone line. One eight hundred six two zero seven one eight one. One eight hundred six two zero seven one eight one. We're gonna get some calls. I'm telling you, because it's coming. The season will start. I have nine billion reasons why I think it's so. All right, who's first on the bone line? Let's hear it. We have Rada Mike from the Evergreen State. Check it out. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Raider Mike from the Evergreen State. Can't wait to hear part two of the Gene Taylor interview on the next podcast. Can't wait till we sign Namdi, make that happen. Then it's on to the draft. Let's get another badass stud like uh, Rolando McLean. Let's find him. You know, diamonds in the rough. Ain't got a first-round draft pick as far as today goes, so fuck it, whatever. We made it happen last year. We can make it happen two years, two years running, right? This is Raider Mike from the Evergreen State. Out. Nice way to start the show here with some positive attitude, Raider Mike. 
Uh, I hope so. I hope we get it together. This draft is a little thin in talent on all fronts, I think. But you never know, man. We got a 50-50 shot like every season. It's a crapshoot every time. Next, we have Raider Sambo from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Check it out, man. He's got the YouTube working. Hello, everybody. This is Raider Sambo from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Draft's coming up, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, like, what the Raiders will take. I just watched a brilliant YouTube video after getting a YouTube video tweeted by a friend of mine of uh, go on YouTube and type in Colin Kaepernick. Colin is spelled regular. Kaepernick is spelled K-A-E-P-E-R-N-I-C-K. This dude is phenomenal. Uh, He's got Tim Tebow-like speed. He's got Michael Vick uh, open field kind of move. And he's got like a Brett Favre laser arm. And he can throw from all different positions. And if you watch that YouTube video, it's about 12 minutes long. And it's just you're in complete shocked and wowed over this guy's phenomenal uh, accuracy and how he can throw, you know, like a 40-yard pass on a complete straight line. And, you know, he and he's, he's going to be there in the second round. He might even be there in the fourth round. And I, I don't think we have a third-round pick, but, he, you know, I haven't even heard anything about him up until this point. Uh, you know, and I watch Pat go to drafts all the time, and I'm always hearing all this bullshit. And it's all, I, that's what I hate about NFL Network. They always talk about the top five guys. You always hear Blaine, uh, Blaine Gabbert and Cam Newton, Ryan Mallett, who uh, they say might be there in the second round. Um, but check out Colin Kaepernick on YouTube, and you'll be amazed. And I hope the Raiders take him in the second round. You know, it just depends if we can keep Nandi or not. Um, but the guy is amazing. Thanks a lot. Love the podcast. Tell me what you think about Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> See ya. You know, I'd really put some water in that bucket. I like that quarterback selection from Nevada anyway. He's a, he's a good quarterback, and I have to agree. But YouTube can make you look like Superman, dude. Every player... If you look at all the potential drafts uh, in this on this board, they all have a YouTube or a video of some kind, and they all look like they're the best player. I have no doubt that he will be a good player. I do not think we'll pick him up in the second round or the third round. We got too many needs, and there are too many better athletes at those positions. But who knows, man? He could fall to us, and I would take him for sure because he is a raw talent. Wouldn't play. If he could sit on the bench for two, three years, we could have a definite diamond with that guy. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have Obi-Wan Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider here, calling there from Houston, Texas. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? Just got to listening to the last two podcasts. Um, it's a great interview you had um, with uh, your fellow firefighter on there. I forget his name right now. It's too early in the morning. Sorry, brother. 
Um, at any rate, it was real good to uh, to hear just all the pitfalls and everything else that you go through in the league and how if you got a chance, you got to take it. Just wanted to hit you guys with a couple of quick hits right now. Um, as far as the labor negotiation, I really don't have any sympathy for either the players or the owners. You've got billionaires arguing with millionaires when you've got so many Americans out of a job trying to without a job trying to make ends fucking meet. Uh, that being said, they need to fucking get their asses back to the table, figure something out, fucking blow each other, donkey punch each other. I don't give a fuck, but we better have some goddamn football. Uh, other quick hits, you know, there are some people blogging about Robert Gallery always not there and the Raiders line is going to suffer. You know, Daniel O'Pair stepped in, who was a journeyman, and we didn't miss a beat, him playing left guard. Robert Gallery can suck somebody else's fucking cock. He got paid like a franchise left tackle and never fucking panned out. Put him on the right side, they used his ass as a turnstile. Put him on the left side, the quarterback kept getting fucking face-planted and fucked in the ass. Left guard, he had a somewhat moderate career. He wasn't even worth the 2.5 that the Raiders were asking for him. So in the words of Andrew Dice Clay, Remember Robert Gallery? Yeah, we fucking let him go, okay? He can go suck somebody else's fucking cock. As far as the draft goes, I see our biggest needs right now being um, offensive guard and tackle. More so tackle. With Loper stepping in for the left guard, uh, taking the place of Gallery, we can go ahead and put Bruce Campbell over there at uh, right guard, get rid of Cooper Carlisle. The real issue I see on the line right now, I would love to have Wisniewski, but in actuality, we need a better right tackle. Langston Walker is not the fucking answer. As I see the draft right now, we're going to do one of two options in the second round. If we do not draft Steven Wisniewski, it's probably going to be Marcus Cannon out of TCU. Big, strong kid. Be great run blocking and pass blocking, natural knee bender, and he can go ahead and he can set the edge in the mold of a Lincoln Kennedy. He's about the same height and same weight. Uh, if we don't do offense, we're probably going to pick up Rosai Dowling with our first pick. A lot of people are saying uh, Curtis Brown from Texas. Rosai Dowling ran a 4-4-40. He's a great cover corner. He's got the size similar to Namdi Asamoah, and he pulled up the last 10 yards and still was able to run the 4-40. So you know he's on Al Davis's radar. Third round, if he's still there, I see us picking up uh, Dante Moak. He'll allow us to go ahead and have more competition on the weak side linebacker position. And also, if we want to run some exotic fronts like some three fours, we can have McLean and Gaithel as the inside linebackers in a three four. If we run that for a little while, and then we can have uh, Cameron Wembley as the right outside linebacker and either Gaithel or Moak as the left outside guy, uh, linebacker. Fourth round, I see us picking up the uh, tight end Green out of Nevada. Fifth round, if he's still there, I think we will get a quarterback in either the fifth or the sixth round. It's probably going to be um, T.J. Yates. I would like Colin Kaepernick from Nevada, but I don't think he's going to be there. Sixth round, look for them to get some more depth and pick up another corner. Probably a speedy guy out of uh, Abilene Christian. I can't think of his name right now. And seventh round, if they don't pick up the quarterback in that fifth or sixth round, look for them to pick up North Carolina's T.J. Yates. Um, I'm hoping, I was reading an article that said Gene Upshaw had predicted that if we opt out of that current CBA, 
that there won't be a salary cap. And if there is another CBA negotiated, they won't have a salary cap. Let's indeed let him have the last fucking word. You know how Davis will love that because he threw all the fucking money in the world at Namdi Asamoah. There are some people that are saying it won't be a big hit if we lose Namdi, but it actually will. None of our other corners are proven, and I don't agree with that fucking contract that Route got. I mean, that motherfucker couldn't cover a damn paper cup with a blanket, let alone cover a damn receiver. At any rate, Raider Greg, I know I took up a lot of time. Just dropping my two cents, brother. Peace, Raider Randy, Raider Greg. One love, baby. Can't wait to look forward to hear from uh, your podcast once you get into training camp, all right? Talk to you later, brother. Peace. Obi-Wan Raider, out. First of all, thanks for the prop, my brother. It's nice to be back on the air doing our thing. And, well, I got to agree with you on Robert Gallery, man. The guy was paid tackle money his whole career. And uh, he just thought he was all that on the guard position. I thought he was okay, just like you. And the fact he wanted like $6 million or something, piss on that shit. Get out, gallery. Uh, just shows how much of a raider you were. And we don't need you because we got some other people that are going to fill your hole, literally. So, yeah, gallery was definitely, I'd have to call him a bust. Now, route. I don't know what the hell they see in this guy. I think it's another one of those Al Davis love stories, you know, like gone with the wind. Because this guy, he's gone like a fart in the wind when the ball is coming his direction. I don't know what's up with that contract. Uh, He was okay. I mean, a couple of good plays, but the majority of the time, he was beat down and uh, with his feet down, and that was it. So I agree with that. Uh, I know the CBA agreement some bullshit. It's hard for all of us to get involved. But, hey, man, we got to just keep on keeping on, man, and do what you got to do. Next, we have part two of Raider Sambo from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Hello, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, the rest of the Raider Nation. Raider Sambo from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Tell you what, there's nothing more boring and tedious about this off season that's uh, the NFL's going through right now. It's all path to the draft shit. Uh, I mean, every time I catch NFL total access, the same four names over and over again: Blaine Gabbert, Cam Newton, AJ Green, Julio Jones. That's all I ever hear. And it sucks because all those guys are going to be gone, you know, come the second round and the Raiders that come. And, you know, there's still a potential lockout, which I don't think there's actually going to be one. I think, you know, the league will get its shit together and there will be a season. But as of right now, I guess they're just not even going to try until after the draft, which is just screwing up the whole off season. And I think if you're a team... At this point, you have to draft for need. And I think if the Raiders... I know last time I called, I said they should get Colin Kaepernick. Um, I I think now they should draft for need in the second round and either take an offensive lineman because Robert Gallery's gone. You know, we still don't know if Bruce Campbell's really the guy. I think he's really good and he's really athletic, but we don't know if he's going to be... Uh, a traditional 
hard nose offensive linemen. You know, so we should either get an offensive lineman or we should get uh, a defensive back, somebody to re- possibly replace Nandi. And I really don't think Nandi's leaving, but, you know, just in case. We still need somebody to go on the other side of Nandi, which I guess they believe that Stanford routes that guy. I don't see it. See him get burnt, you know. Every couple of games, I really don't think he's even close to a number two cornerback. You put him on any other team in the league, he's not a number two. He's number three, number four, special teams kind of guy. He's definitely not somebody to go to be a number two corner, let alone go on the complete opposite side of the field of probably one of the best cornerbacks in the league and Nandi Osborne. So I don't know. I think they should either go offensive lineman, cornerback, or just take the best player on the board. Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully after the draft, free agency opens up, they get this deal done, and maybe we can get, you know, Kevin Cole, Vince Young, get some uh, quarterback over here. Uh, I want to know, Ray Greg or Ray to Randy, I want to know your thoughts on Jason Campbell. Do you think he really is a quarterback for the future for the Oakland Raiders? Do you think he's a franchise quarterback? I don't, but I want to hear what you think. And uh, love the podcast, guys. Um, keep it up. Tell me what you think the Raiders are going to do in the draft. If you have a pre-draft show, you might just have a post-draft show. But... Um, Thanks anyways. Love the podcast. Look forward to listening to it. Um, Raider Sambo. Win wants to tie. Raider till I die. Well, I'm glad you came to your senses because uh, quarterback ain't going to happen in the second round, and I don't even think in this draft we have too many players that are going to be at this particular round that we won't be able to pass up because you have to take the skilled players. We're going to lose all the defensive ends, all the good ones. There's going to be a lot of offensive linemen that are going to go to because it's not a lot of offensive linemen that are tremendous. There's a lot of projects in this draft. We're not going to get the people we need, cornerbacks that are stellar, but we might get a couple diamonds in this draft. You just never know. But I don't think we're going to reach. I don't think we're going to try to get into the first round. I think that's just a smoke screen. You know, there's just too much at stake And this draft is not worth it. It's not worth going into the first round. There's not that many high-talented individuals here. So let's just see what they do, man. Let's be positive. I think we're going to have a hell of a season and a hell of a team. And we got a good chance this season. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have Lou Dog from sunny Southern California. Check it out. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Lou Dog from sunny Southern California. Wishing everybody a happy Easter. And also calling in and give a couple of takes on these last uh, events that have been going on throughout the NFL. On Tuesday, the NFL released the schedules for all 32 teams. Now, every year up until this year, you know, I was always waiting and Mark the day on my calendar when the NFL schedule is going to be released. But, you know, this year 
I don't know, man. I'm just not feeling the excitement of the NFL, the NFL schedule, you know, trying to break down the schedule and, you know, trying to make assumptions and predictions of what our record might be next year. I, I think that's all due to this lockout that the NFL is having right now. You know, that, that lockout is really affecting a lot of stuff right now. You know, and I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up affecting the draft also. Um, but that's another thing. The draft's coming up uh, within a week. Um, you know, I, I, we don't have a first-round pick, which is great in my book because I'm not too impressed with the talent that's coming out in this year's draft as far as defensive linemen and offensive linemen. So that's one less pick that we can screw up and at, at our number one pick. That's the way I see it. Uh, that Richard Seymour trade that we did about two years ago, in my eyes, has paid off more than a rookie will pay off. Richard Seymour is one of the best at his position, and you know his character and whatever rubs off from him onto the, our new guys that we picked, you know, the last two years is going to make a big difference. Uh, this year, I don't, I don't see anybody as dominant as the defensive tackle as I've seen in the past or offensive line. So, like I said, I'm not too thrilled about the talent pool that's that's uh, in this year's draft as far as offensive, defensive linemen. Um, I would hate for there not to be any football this season or this year, but it seems like that's what it's heading to. You know, I hope that the players and the owners can agree on something. Um, but that is beyond any of our control. All we can do is just hope, you know, something gets resolved and, you know, try to get excited for the upcoming season. Now, and up until last year, you know, we, we ended up 8-8. Eight and eight. Up until last year, I was excited, you know, even though the end of the season happened and, you know, our record was 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, I was excited for this year because we were building something positive with our new players and, you know, third-year players coming along like uh, McFadden. Uh, he went over 1,000 yards rushing this year or last year, which was great. You know, I was, I was, I was really hoping to, to see him this coming up year and hopefully, you know, becoming one of the top uh, – rushers in the NFL. You know, we've seen he has a potential and he can do it um, if he stays healthy. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the, in, the, in the near future. Hopefully we'll get an answer on that. Um, now back to the draft. Like I said, I'm not too excited or too impressed with any of the, any of the, uh, the talent that's there, but yeah, offensive line is definitely, definitely a, a, a point of concern for me because we are losing Robert Gallery. He will not be returning as a Raider. And, you know, we, we need some, some studs in the offensive line. That's what's going to help us with the run game and the pass game. Um, and defensively, I think the defensive line is pretty much set. I don't think we need – we might have to add one or two 
more defensive linemen maybe, but um, I'm more concerned about our corners and our safeties, man. Even though we were we were pretty good at those positions, but still we need to we need to keep it up. And awesome, I might not be a Raider next year. This year, I mean, he might not be a Raider, and that really worries me because we have Rob Woodson, one of the Raider greats, as an assistant coach, and I, I just think he would make awesome that much better and the rest of our corners. Um, but then again, he could have been brought in to make those other corners better because, you know, Stanford route, I think he did get a, a a new deal right before the lockout. So and Chris Johnson, you know, he's he shows bright spots, but then again, he also showed that he got burned a lot last year. And Michael Huff, um, I guess he's 50-50. He goes either way. So hopefully Rod Woodson can whip these guys into shape and make our pass defense, you know, tops. You know, we just need to we need to concentrate on linebackers and and defensive line, so we can uh, make our run defense tops also. Because I think we were 29th in the league this fall this past year. Um, well, those are my takes on the current events. Raider Nation, uh, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. I guess we'll talk to you guys later. I'm out. Now, every season, Lou Dog just lays it down for us, what we're going to win or what we might not win, but he's always got a take on this particular time of the year when the season comes out. I got you, dog. I remember. I could play him back. You always have something to say about each opponent and what we're going to do to him every year. And this year, the NFL has sucked the freaking steam out of the season. And uh, I don't know really the details. I think it's the owners, but it really doesn't matter. We need to have some doggone football. So I understand that, and I feel that, brother. So everybody else does too. I think the Raiders need a nose tackle big time because uh, I don't think they got somebody in the middle that's big enough to stop those runners. We need a guy that's big, strong, that can plug the hole and help the whole line stay stabilized. That's for sure. And on the other side of the ball, we need a center. I love Sanson Tatelli, but he got beat up a lot last year and pushed around. I hope he met, put some weight on. I hope he's tougher, stronger, and bigger this year because he's going to have to be because he did get pushed around a lot. Offensive tackle. Need I say more? We've been looking forever. We continue to need to look at that position. And if Namdi isn't coming back, cornerback, you know, free safety, we always pick these guys. So I have no doubt that we'll get at least one, if not two, defensive backs. They're not deep in this league. There's not a lot of big, tall, threatening defensive backs here that are fast. But you know what? <laughs> Every draft lately has been, well, the last couple have been pretty good. And you got to look at it. Maybe 50% of your guys are going to be impact players. Our second-round pick should be a guy that can come in and play right away. I'm hoping that's what happens. But let's not forget, we have a lot of developing players. Campbell, we've got a lot of guys in the second year coming up and the third year coming up. And those are huge leaps when it comes to a player and their knowledge of the game and the way they play. 
I think the Raiders are in really good position if we keep the players we had from last year and continue to push forward. We will be a dominant force. Stop the run, and we have got a chance to go somewhere. Campbell, I think he's our guy. He's the one we got, and he's the one we're going to have to stand behind because I certainly don't want that Kyle Bowler coming in ever because he blows ass. Thanks for the call, my brother. Well, that'll be it here for the Raider Nation podcast on this show. I know it's been a while, but it's great to have Randy, the bald Raider, back in the house doing his thing, helping me to get my big mouth out there on the internet for you guys to check it out. Well, the draft is just in a day. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, it's going to be something to see. I can't wait, man. They're having a big celebration here in Oakland. Um, at Jack Lennon Square. There's going to be a lot of Raider Nation there. Check out the news. You know it'll be on there. Uh, We're going to be out there in force. And I just hope and pray that a ruling comes down from Judge Judy or the appellate court, actually, on the next two days, next day or so, that says these doors must stay open and you got to let these guys come in and get ready for some football and start having some OTAs and start livening up this doggone fan base we got here because people get pissed. I feel you, man. I feel you. And that is all I have to say about that. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.